<laughs> yeah, they're excited. All right. So my name is Dave Short, and Goliath was tall. David was short. Yeah, all right. Dun-dun. Okay. So just for you to remember it that way. And, and uh, I'm not the lead pastor. Uh, Joe is gone. They're taking a bit of a break, and so you're going to miss hearing him. So you're going to have to come back and hear Joe uh, at another time. And uh, uh, you have me today. Uh, we'll see if that works out all right. Um, but I oversee formation and outreach. And I'm, yeah, Okay. Yes, the <laughs> shocking. All right, you know, let's dance. We could, okay. All right, there was this 84-year-old guy, elderly guy, and he was out fishing. And as he was fishing, it was very quiet, not a lot of people. Obviously, it was very empty, but uh, he was enjoying the quiet. And all of a sudden, he heard this voice and said, pick me up. Kind of looks around. Where'd that come from? Then all of a sudden, pick me up. And he looks down, and there's this little frog on a lily pad. And he's just like, did you just talk to me? And the frog says, yeah, pick me up. Pick me up, and I kiss me, and I'll turn into a beautiful bride. And he looked down at that frog again, and he grabbed the frog, and he put it in his front pocket. And the frog says, what's up? I told you to pick me up and kiss me. I'll turn into a beautiful bride. 85-year-old said, no thanks. At my age, I'd rather have a talking frog. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just goes downhill from here, folks. <laughs> we might as well just pray and just close it out. <laughs> so anyhow... If you have your Bibles, uh, if you need a Bible, lift up your hand. We probably have some ushers that can, anybody can help us with those Bibles. It'd be great. Uh, possibly. Oh, there we go. All right. Hands. John. Let's turn to John chapter 1, verse 29. We're going to talk a little bit about John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, this morning. Anyone else need a Bible? We're all good. Maybe one more. It says in verse 29, it says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Verse 30, this is the one I meant when I said, talking to his disciples, John the Baptist's disciples, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. And then verse 31, I myself did not know him. And again, in context, obviously John the Baptist did know Jesus. They were cousins, and they were born six months apart, so there was some familiarity with Jesus. And, but he really hadn't come to a place of formally recognizing him as the Messiah. And we can see that in context as we read further. But, but that aside, it says, I myself did not know him or formally recognize him as the Messiah. But then he says, the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. So Father, we just, uh, yeah, we ask you, Lord, to 
just speak to our hearts, reposition our, our mindset, even as we enter into a new season of the fall, we ask you, Father, to, to help us uh, understand your, your will and insight into this word. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen. So this past week, on Saturday, a week ago Saturday, we had an event called Love Moni, in which we uh, tried to, in a full day, do a lot of community service. And it started out, uh, initially, the Alliance of Churches, the Moni Alliance of Churches, the metropolis of Moni, but the Moni Alliance of Churches asked if I would be willing to uh, oversee one-day event of community service. We had really initially just said, you know, just a few things, we'll just do a few community things and, you know, try to get the churches involved and go from there. And they only gave me about two months to try to come up with some kind of strategy or plan uh, because we were going to do it, they wanted to do it in August. And so what we ended up doing was uh, what we saw last Sunday, Saturday. Some of you don't, aren't familiar with everything that went on, but anyhow, this is, uh, this is the line of the people that, we had 20 pallets of food, we gave away clothes, food, books, we, it was a ton of stuff. And by all accounts, as people went through for that day, the families that were recognized that day, we probably touched about 500 people, including kids, grandkids that live in the home, et cetera, et cetera. It's pretty, pretty amazing, right? And then just the next slide. We built a community garden. We were given five acres of land uh, here in Moni uh, by a church in the area. And this was phase one of the community garden. And we have a long-term uh, vision for this to even provide food for food pantries in the area. It's kind of a desolate area, really, in Moni and this side of 57. And so we, we really believe that God's going to use this. And, and we're, we're also searching for people that maybe have a heart for this kind of project and this kind of ministry to be a part of this. And so if you have a heart for gardening and, and have experience with that, we would love to have you a part of this. And so that was in the morning, and we had people in our church, David and Rachel Gilmore, that oversaw this. And we give thanks, a big thanks to Operation Nehemiah, uh, who does a lot of ministry uh, and do things similar to this and building and yeah, they, they, they're, they're amazing doing things on the weekend and stuff, but anyhow, they were a big part of this. And so, again, community service, next slide. So we had a lot of the young people. We had almost 150 volunteers on Saturday. It was crazy. We mobilized almost 150 people. It was wild, right? Like, who would have thought? And what we estimate, uh, based on the young lady, Lisa, who was helping us kind of facilitate the volunteers, we calculated that we clocked in over 770 hours of community service. Is that crazy? Uh, it's hard to imagine, right? Over 770 hours of community service in that one day time period. And they had kids that were at houses like this, cleaning up and being diligent there. And then we had the next slide. Just keep on flowing with me. Uh, with this. Thank you. And then we had some people in the school. We, we helped the public school system doing something. And this was hard work, laborious, uh, you know, just pulling weeds. The weeds were 
they were like craziness in the, the playground. And, but what this ended up, and, and it wasn't without, you know, some problems at times because we did some school stuff and that, but we, we had the police come out to one site uh, because we set off an alarm in the entire school. Uh, I, I had just gotten there and we had just kind of had a fatality happen inside the hallway of the school uh, in which we took out a huge hunk of plaster and paint off the side of the school wall. Uh, and so I had a text from my daughter saying, we have an issue. And I was all, actually, I was already on my way to the school because I was having to go through, you know, with all the different things I was running here and there. And anyhow, I was, I was really close. So I got there and saw the gash and saw the dirt all over the floor, the carpet of the school, and I go, oh, okay. Um, and then, all of a sudden, a police officer walks in and says, uh, what are you guys doing here? And I go, well, so I explained, and he says, well, you know what? Somebody set off the school alarm system here and tried to get into the boardroom. I go, the boardroom? So I'm assuming that one of the young people, and they may be here today, but... Maybe they were trying to go to the bathroom and thought, saw the boardroom and thought, oh, I wonder if the bathroom's in here. No, uh, no, not there. But, or just look inside, but when they click that handle, it set off the alarm in the police department that somebody's trying to get into the boardroom at the school, and then it set off the entire school system alarm. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then we had another you know, situation in which we were supposed to be trimming a bush, uh, but the trimming went from trimming to taking out a bush. Like, like two bushes we took out. Instead of like, just trim, like, like destroy the bush, right? Poor elderly person in the doors like, or in the window of their, you know, their trailer going. <laughs> I'm sorry. We could have got a lawsuit from a heart attack. Oh my gosh, you know, the poor guy was just like, no, not that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, it happens, though, right? You know, you're trying to do good things, and, and uh, you know, the mistakes happen, but then great things happen. So then we had the community service. Next slide. We had a kid's booth at the food fair and the clothing fair. We did some, we were working with the Catholic charities, and the kids made uh, little postcards of, you know, Jesus loves you, and, you know, we're thinking of you, and praying for you, and that kind of thing, and then the Catholic Charities have a kind of a transitional home, and for people that are without a place to live, and, and so we're going to be sending those cards to the people, and they'll be giving them out to individuals as they are transient through the, the, uh, the housing of the Catholic Charities, so we wanted the kids to feel a part of this, right? And so then uh, the next slide. That was in the afternoon. Then we had a dental care truck. Will County dental care truck, 40-foot long truck came in, and we went from 9 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Dude, it was nonstop, one person after another. And we, um, Ashley Zalewski uh, in the center there, uh, leaning over the shoulder, is part of our church and was there the whole time as well. And they told us, you know, that they hardly ever came to Will County with the truck on this side of Will County on 57 because there was just, they could never get momentum. 
But what they ended up happening was that they had such a long list that they're going to be coming back for several weeks, two days a week, to just catch up on the list uh, of those that were waiting their turn. And so we, we had that kind of momentum. And then the next slide, we had a big cookout in the evening. We had four cookers, man, and we, we cooked 400 hamburgers. We fed over 400 people hamburgers, hot dogs. It was all free of charge because Jesus is free, right? And uh, so we had, man, we had an army uh, putting this together and wrapping hamburgers and putting it out. And we had Nestle's that gave us 700 bottles of water uh, for the day uh, as a gift. And we had the hamburgers were gifted to us. The hot dogs were gifted to us. The buns were gifted to us. It was a, an amazing effort by everybody. And then uh, the next slide kind of shows a little bit more of the, um, the people that came. Uh, they were hanging out underneath the, the awning there. And then the next one is our... Uh, we had a concert as well that evening um, and had our, our band out there and we had, uh, um, I don't remember, uh, we had a couple other bands too, uh, Molly Rose, Molly Rose, that was it, uh, came out and did some jazz and some blues and stuff like that, so it was awesome. And then, um, next slide, I think it shows just the, the people out in their chairs and we had one of the trustees that came by. One of the trustees, the village trustees, was driving by. He owns a pizza shop here in town as well, and he wasn't able to come to anything. He has some, uh, some scenarios with his children that he's not able, but when he drove by, he was like, oh, my God, there is a lot of people at this thing. And uh, what became a, a, just a, a, an idea to just kind of like do a few things became evolved into something that, has made an impact not only in Moni, but other villages in the surrounding areas have took notice of this and have called the mayor's office. And the mayor's been on television since Saturday and been talking about Love Moni. In fact, he can't stop talking about Love Moni. But <clears throat> when I, uh, as the week was unfolding and I had to do a lot of follow-up and thank yous and, uh, you know, I just got a little bit overwhelmed with everything that not only had transpired, but now had to be like <laughs> followed up on with all of my other, the things that I have to do. And all of a sudden, the Lord just spoke to me through this passage in John 1. In fact, verse 31 in particular. And it just kind of st stuck out to me that I had lost perspective in why I was doing what I was doing. <laughs> Do you ever feel that way, that you lose perspective because you're so busy and you're so active and there's so many things on your plate and there's mm, and not enough time to do everything and all of a sudden your brain just starts like mm, going into overdrive of all that you have to do and you've lost your reason for the season that you're in. And the Lord just really brought me back through this verse this week. And said, for this reason, John said, this reason I what? He says, I came baptizing with water. Well, how does that, for this reason, I took on love Moni. For this reason, I work here. For this reason, I go to school here. Not just for a degree, not to get a job, not just for the vocation itself, right? 
for this reason, that what? Our ultimate purpose in what we do, right? Dave, Dave, Dave. It's like the Holy Spirit just said, bring it back. The reason that you did this and are doing it is that I might be revealed. Right? That I might be revealed to Moni, to University Park, to... And after I read this verse that day, I had a call from the mayor of Moni. He called me and he said, Dave, I want you to come and I want you to talk Wednesday night to the village trustee board meeting. And I want you to talk about what happened Saturday. I, he says, I'm overwhelmed with what happened. And so I came and I talked on Wednesday and I said, I started out this way. I said, Lord, and even as I was praying over this verse, I said, Lord, if you give me a chance, give me a chance to talk about this again. I want to make sure that you're revealed in it. And so I, I spoke and I said, you know, a lot of people were saying, why are you doing this? Why, why in the world did these students do it? Why, are, why did the churches do this? And I said, well, our motivation comes from Jesus Christ. I stood up to the trustees and I said, our motivation comes from Jesus Christ. And the fact that Jesus said to us, love others as I have loved you. And his love was a tremendous sacrifice on the cross, right? And that is the reason that we have done what we've done. And in doing so, proclaiming him, it's to reveal who Jesus is, right? Right? So I don't know who your Israel is. Maybe this semester you don't even know who your Israel is, who that person is, what is that project, what is that, that class, what, 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 what can be used by God through you to reveal who he is. You may go through an incredible struggle, a difficulty, and the reason is that you might reveal the strength and grace of God through that difficulty, right? You may be overwhelmed by something that's going on in your life, sickness or something that's going on, whatever, whatever has transpired, whatever reason, whatever season you're in, the reason for that season at this moment and this time and this struggle or this difficulty, or this triumph is only for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to reveal Jesus to that person. Reveal Jesus to that group. Reveal Jesus to that city. Reveal Jesus to that population, right? And it's when we get off track, when we get so wrapped up in ourselves, and we get so consumed with the situation and the circumstance and all of that, that we lose sight of what the reason for that thing is, and that God works all things together for good. Hello? God works all things together for good to those who love him or called to his purpose. Joseph, a little boy of many coat with many colors, right? Dude, he's thrown, he's misunderstandings, difficulties, imprisonment. Dude, what is the reason for this? Hello? 
right? I mean, like, God, are you kidding me? I mean, can there be any kind of purpose in this? Can there be any reason? And then he realizes, in hindsight, as he stayed faithful, right? He's faithful in the season, and that there's a reason for this season, right? There's God. I don't know what it is exactly yet, other than at the end of it, he says, you know what, you meant this for harm, but God meant it to reveal himself to all of Egypt, right? Are you, are you with me? Are you tracking with me? Then you have Moses, dude. Oh my God, we're, deliver me. We're, my back is up against the wall. We've got these people, the Egyptians coming at me. We've got the Red Sea in front of me, right? The, the story. Can there be a reason for this? <laughs> right? Dude, I mean, deliver us to put us in this situation, in this difficulty. Are you kidding me? Are you, are you there? You know, you've showed yourself so powerful, and, and, and then we're put into this situation. The reason for being trapped, the reason for being in this difficulty is ultimately that God may be revealed. That God may be revealed to whoever, right? Moses. You see, God is the God of the Red Sea experiences. Until we face Red Sea experiences, until we face seasons of difficulty or circumstances that are out of our control, who, why do we need God? Right? But, but God, in order to show himself as being the God of the Red Sea, then there are going to be seasons that are going to be beyond reason but the reason ultimately is what? To reveal his power, to reveal his might, to reveal his peace in the midst of a storm. God, Jesus, wake up. Are you asleep? <laughs> like, why are we in this situation, this boat rocking in the storms, right? So that I can still him. That's why. So that I can still them and people look at me in awe going, whoa, who is this man? Right? Gideon, dude, champion, mm, man of valor, right? Who, me? Are you kidding? He gets all these men and God whittles it down to 300 people. Is there, what is the reason of this? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Right? 300 when I'm facing thousands upon thousands? <laughs> There's no way. For this reason, I whittled down your men to 300 that I might be revealed to the nations. Hmm? That I might be revealed. Daniel in the lion's den. Whoa, dude. Think about it. He's thrown in the lion's den. Is it, can anything good come from this moment, this time? This? And then the next morning, we know the story, right? For this reason, this happened in order that you might be, that I might be revealed to the king of all Babylon. 
Why do we do love, Monique? Why do we? God, help us. Help us to clear all the, all the craziness and all the things I've got to do and, uh, and get back to the, the simplicity of revealing you in the midst of it all. Staying positive. Believing and trusting for him, the best, right? Through this difficulty. All this, in this passage, John talks about how he understood Jesus to be the Messiah. And it's, 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 a, it's a sermon for another day of how, how God speaks to us very clearly. And, and I don't have time to go into all the details of that particular passage. But in 35, it says, the next day John was there again with his two disciples, one of being Andrew, Andrew, Peter's brother, which is crazy, right? Andrew is a disciple of John the Baptist. Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent that day with him. And I'll tell you something, when you're in the chaos and when you're in the season and you're trying to find a reason, well, you better spend time with him. They spent the day with Jesus. It was about the 10th hour. And you'll get perspective that it's really about bringing people to Jesus. It's about revealing. And Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who followed Jesus. And the first thing, verse 41, Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. For this reason... Andrew really understood for the reason, I understand, I spent time with Jesus, I, I believe that he is who he is, and I'm in this situation, I'm in this circumstances for one reason, one reason only, and that is to expose people to this Messiah. And so he immediately goes and he brings his brother to meet this Jesus, right? And that's, that's it. It may not be Love Moni, it may not be, you know, Billy Graham crusade for you, but there is a Peter tomorrow. There is someone, there was a reason for you to meet them. There was a reason for you to connect. There was a reason, and that, and that be that they may be a Christian, but they need some encouragement. They need somebody to reveal Jesus to them. And you gotta be it right? Great thing about the body of Christ, sometimes you need somebody to reveal Jesus to you. And that may be where you're at today. But we do things around here at second place in order to somehow reveal Jesus to people. We love Moni, our outreach, our formation, everything that we do. And one of the things that we do is Alpha. And Alpha, Alpha is this, this, uh, opportunity for people to come and eat together and learn about who Jesus is and have Jesus revealed to them and in the process come to know him and I just spilled all that water Red Sea okay no there's a frog there <laughs> the band can come up I'm going to close here and Alpha is a, is a place in which we try to attempt to bring Peters. You're an Andrew, 
And maybe you've even gone through Alpha before, but there's, a, there's, there's some Peter that needs to know Jesus, needs to have Jesus revealed to them in some way. And I don't know exactly how God will use you to reveal Jesus, but maybe Alpha is one of those ways. And so I want to show a quick video before the team worships. But this is a clip uh, about video. It's a video about Alpha, but it's a story of people who were invited to Alpha. They were given an invitation. They were asked to come, and their lives were forever changed because Jesus was revealed to them through an outreach of Alpha. So let's watch this video, and then we'll worship the Lord together. This old friend of mine, Helen. My best friend. My friend called and invited me to try Alpha. They handed me an invitation. It was just a random invitation. And I said, like, why not? Why not? Let's try it. Why not? Let's go. And I found like a, like a really awesome community of people. They helped me find who I was just by listening. Alpha helped me in the knowing of God. Empecé a entender que el amor es de muchas maneras. I just knew. I was a different person from that moment on. I knew I had purpose. I, I felt really comfortable and like starting to invite my friends. I've seen Alpha really impact people that I work with. I would definitely encourage people to get involved. It's one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. It all turned out to be life-changing. <laughs> 